Houston, we have a problem. I feel the need, the need for Steve. Ow! My mom always said, life was like a box of chocolates. Help me help you. Welcome back to We Bought a Mic, Wabam Fam. This is a pop culture podcast, a pop culture hot, hot lava cast um, <laughs> on the, the films of Tom Hanks and Tom Cruise for our series, Tom v. Tom, A Tale of Two Toms, Cruisemas with the Hanks. Today we're talking Joe versus the volcano our second hanks movie in this series welcome my name's ernest uh my name is hunter versus the zoom audio this is oh, a remote yeah. podcast yeah zoom pod zoom pod yeah. uh, no drew today he uh he found out that he uh hates his podcast job uh and <laughs> wants to go jump into a mm. volcano he got tired of us churning out petroleum jelly for the for the patrons yeah. and just he's not dying and he doesn't live in a hotel he's just taking the week off but joining us today we're so happy to have back on the show sean patrick o'brien welcome back how you doing I'm doing I'm doing okay I I went to the doctor today and turns out I have a brain cloud and you didn't get a second uh, no. opinion. I did not get a second. You gotta opinion, get a second no. opinion. All right, you're, I, on the, I, you're on the way to a volcano right now, right? Yeah, I. Uh, if I have to leave this podcast like early, it's because I have a telehealth, and uh, it is my second opinion. And they're <laughs> going to tell me whether I have a brain cloud or not. And it's like the same doctor as the first one, but he has like a top hat on this guy this time so you're like that's definitely yeah, he's got guy. like one of those like old-timey curly mustaches yeah. you know it's meg ryan but with a a fourth wig mm -hmm. so yeah best one yet so sean you um you famously guested on our robin williams series for man of the year yes um an episode that i was shocked did very well because I didn't think wow. people that's probably just because people love you and they just want to listen to you. That's very kind. Uh, that's very but kind. I did not expect the man of the year episode to be like one of the better, like on the top half of the Robin series. So now you're back with a vengeance because um, you did not select that movie. No, but, I did not. Like I'm happy to be. I love this movie. Yeah, I'm happy to be talking about a movie. I actually do enjoy man of the year uh i hadn't seen that going in uh i didn't like it after uh <laughs> joe versus the volcano it's a great movie i think it's uh it's i'm not sure if i would call it one of my favorite movies but it always teeters on that like i mean hey i it's a five star movie for me on letterbox i love it so much um yeah it, it came into my life at very interesting times i feel like um so i actually uh you all will enjoy this i saw this movie for the first time in a tom hanks retrospective at the museum of modern art nice. um so i saw the burbs 
which is another favorite. Uh, I saw the MoMA's personal 35 millimeter print of Toy Story, um, which was, I think, gifted by if I'm remembering this correctly, I think it was gifted by Steve Jobs because Steve Jobs is like involved in Pixar. Um, And the last one I saw was Joe versus the Volcano, which I knew little to nothing about. Um, I saw it the day after Trump was elected. Uh, which I have to say, um, this movie has come into my life at very interesting times. Uh, so there was that, you know, there was the whole, uh, I don't know, everybody I knew at least felt very bummed out, including myself, uh, watched this movie, gave me a kind of glimmer of hope. Um, again, uh, screened this movie on zoom for some friends, uh, very, uh, peak into COVID, uh, also a glimmer of hope and uh watch this movie recently um and i don't know no, nothing bad has happened well uh, yeah luckily the world's in a really <laughs> good a lot spot going right on now. in the world right now I, yeah. I hesitate i'm not getting into it but <laughs> no you know what well sorry now that we have you here let's uh hear your thoughts about the israeli palestine crisis um, <laughs> oh, that's no. not really what we have you here we need to we need to show this movie to the the members of congress as they <laughs> failed so to elect together. another speaker um, no, but I, yeah, I mean, all jokes aside, I think it's a, a very, uh, it's a movie that really, like, it's the kind of movie you watch and you say a feel good film, like it makes you feel happy. And I enjoy that, even if it, even if it, with its weird, like, uh, moments to it, because it really is like out there. Well, this, this movie really grabbed me from the jump because it does have almost like a very kind of anti capitalist agenda a little bit i don't mm-hmm. i don't think it fully lands that plane by the end um but the the setup of the movie i found fascinating because it's yeah. it's coming off the 80s it's it's 1990 so you have this era that is defined by like the excess of capitalism and right off the the bat like we're in the 90s and we're we're re-examining that we're rejecting yeah. that we have Tom Hanks in a truly awful wig embodying the the um, the idea that this isn't all it's cracked up to be that the having the job um, in the in the big city, you know, and participating in commerce and capitalism is not really the move. So I really I, I feel like that introduction to this character in this world and some of the more whimsical things the 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 slanted stylized approach to the story it gives it that that it scratches that itch of like people feeling like they need to break out of some kind of rut and you know maybe that is part of why it resonates with with uh with so many people because it just if you feel like you're in in a rut in your life watching joe versus the volcano can give you that sense of hope like things could be different you know yes. it doesn't always have to be so bad i will say going into this i don't know about you ernest i had never seen this before oh me either and i went in completely blind and i had no idea what this movie was about for some reason in my head even though it's called Joe versus the volcano, you thought he was going to fight like, a volcano. No, well, I was like Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan movie. Volcano is a metaphor. It's just going to be a very grounded rom com. Like that's going right. to be what I'm getting in store. There's for just going to be a um, volcano. It's it's at some point I, unrelated. 
I did something that like I don't often do, which is I put this movie on pretty late at night and I was like a little bit tired. Um, mm-hmm. And I watched like the first like 15, 20 minutes of it. And I was like, I don't know what's going on, but like <laughs> I got to watch this movie tomorrow when I'm more awake. Like I am not I, I feel like I did not put myself in the proper headspace to be prepared for what this movie is and its whimsical nature, especially because um, this is the second John Patrick Shanley movie. Well, the first John Patrick Shanley directed movie that we've talked about in this podcast, but um, your partner, Sean Kira came on this uh, during our Nick Cage series. And Sean Patrick Shanley is the screenwriter for a moonstruck. Yes. So Academy um, Award winner. That's Academy Award happy. winner. Um, so, soon to uh, come back up on the pod again when you guys reinvite me for uh, Wild Mountain Time, his uh, directed movie that uh, I think we had mentioned on the Man of the Year episode. Yes, I was or oh, talked yes, about man. off air about it. If I had I more time, was during, I was going to. I think it was during the episode. I'll have to okay. listen to it. I think it was during that. I think it was a tangent during that episode uh, where you did give away the the premise of that movie. <laughs> And I still really want to see it because this guy has a, just a wild filmography. When you look at yeah, his I, I thought you were going to say, I, th- <laughs> I thought you were going to say that you were going to come back for our John Goodman series for the We're Back, a Dinosaur Story episode. Oh, he did. Yeah, he, did he is that. a screenwriter yes. on that movie. Well, just his direct, yeah. just his directing credits. It's Joe versus the volcano, Doubt, the the Meryl Streep, Philip Seymour Hoffman, <laughs> uh, Catholic a priest abuse movie based on his play that he mm-hmm. won a Pulitzer yeah. Prize for. Successful, successful playwright. And then Wild Mountain Time. Um, the Emily Blunt falls in love with a questionable uh, Jamie Dornan. With a spo- skip ahead 30 seconds <laughs> if you don't want to be spoiled the ending. Uh, falls in love with a man who thinks he's a bee. Uh, anyways, yeah, no, I was going <laughs> to... I was going to give everybody homework and say, you know, we got to watch that before the pod, but I simply did not have time or uh, the patience to rewatch it. So well, that, uh, another day down the line. That's going to be great for our Jamie Dornan watch through though, yeah, that episode. Our, our, our next actress series, Jamie Dornan, where we... <laughs> <laughs> man the jamie dornan series would get bleak so fast <laughs> all the 50 shades of gray um i would love to show drew the 50 shades of gray movies that would be that would be so fun um i think jamie dornan is a great actor i'm gonna say hey it. he uh he played pa in belfast you guys all remember the film belfast right that definitely didn't like come out and then disappear off the face of the earth. Hey, listen, I'm Irish. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. You're in the Kenneth Branagh bag. It's just like, I, yeah. I was once a one Irish, a small Irish lot. <laughs> in the troubles. Also, um, he's excellent in Barb and Star, you know? Yes. He's, I was just about to mention a, a great, great performance. Apparently in he's in a haunting in Venice. And he was very good in that too. Oh, uh, I enjoyed that movie. Another Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Oh man. He, I, he's a Branagh uh, head. Branagh boy. Um, so John Patrick Shanley, you mentioned it like very, very, very successful playwright, like yes. has made multiple Tony Pulitzer Award, either nominated or uh, winning plays. This makes so much more sense whenever you consider this is coming from like a theatrical sense. Like this For is sure. such a classical like Shakespearean comedy in that there is this this fairy tale element to everything that's being told here and then just 
thrown over with this post 80s capitalistic malaise that I think that while like realizing that while watching the movie helped me enjoy it so much more. My only thing with this movie and we'll talk about it as we can't get into it is that like this is a movie that's and it's a problem I have with a lot of 80s movies is that it just ends too fast. A lot of times with these movies, it feels like the third act is a sprint when I'm like, we just got to the volcano. Can we like chill for a bit? Like, I want to like, I feel that let's let's spin like a whole, a whole 30 minutes here. And I like, let's have Nathan Lane do way more offensive stuff. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, I watched this movie on a, on Tubi. Because uh, it is yeah, streaming right now me on too. Tubi, uh, and so with Tubi, you can see the ad breaks. And like, whenever we got there, and I realized that it was only like sixteen minutes left in the runtime, I was like, "Wait, what? We just got to the volcano. We can't be ending the movie now." So that's my note. Uh, Joe versus the volcano. More volcano. More volcano. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that completely, and I think that uh, based on what you were saying of expectations of what this movie was. I had heard about this movie for a very long time and assumed it was like a disaster comedy um, just based on the title and the poster. But it is not. No, it is far from that. It is super, you know, fairy tale like and surreal. And yeah, I mean, it's it's really charming. But I agree. I would I would like more volcano moments. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a story of a man who has a dead end job. He quits it and he goes on this journey. And along the way, he meets three different versions of Meg Ryan. Um, and that's really, you could ask for any movie, really, is to meet three different versions of Meg Ryan. Um, that's, that's an ideal existence, in, in my view. Um, I think this is the big uh, takeaway, at least for me, is Meg Ryan. I think she's phenomenal in this movie. She's absolutely going for it as three different characters that the uh, the joke character encounters on his uh, his beautiful journey um starting out with the kind of meek girl at work uh and then this bombastic la yuppie and then finally like just the standard Meg classic Ryan. Meg Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that he finally falls in love with um she's so good in this movie guys like oh my god i mean i love tom it's this she is, kind is of is the MVP um, of this movie. Yeah, I, I wrote that down in my notes whenever I was watching this. Like, God, I love Meg Ryan. Nineties Meg Ryan is just like it's it's a fucking rocket, man. In all of these movies that we're gonna cover, all three of her her tie-ins with Hanks on this series, and like, what an introduction to her and the chemistry that they have together. With her playing three again, completely different types of characters in here and you kind of love all of them and absolutely shocking that this was their first like collab together like i i really thought this was like a later one and then i looked at the timeline and was like oh they haven't done any like this was uh before sleep is in seattle and right well yeah i was just about to to bring up her filmography so so she does a bunch of tiny roles um movies like rich and famous amityville 3d then she gets that uh, supporting role in Top Gun, uh, where she has just like the one great scene as uh, or take me to bed gets, or lose me forever. She gets like two scenes, right? Like two two key scenes: the one by the piano, and then the one crying about Goose being dead. Um, I feel like that's kind of like her her major introduction. 
Um, she does something called Armed and Dangerous, then something called Promised Land, um, then Inner Space, which I've still never seen. Joe Dante film. Great um, movie. Uh, then she does in 88 DOA and the Presidio and then 89 is when Harry met Sally. So when Harry met Sally is like, that is the Meg Ryan movie to me. Like, mm. I, I'm sure we're going to love, you know, the, the other two we're going to cover here, the, the sleepless and, and you've got mail. But when I think of Meg Ryan, I, I think of when Harry met Sally, that, that is a all timer movie. And then she follows it up just a year later with this with joe versus the volcano and i i feel like she has pretty successful run i mean we've covered um 1998 city of angels on this podcast the the movie okay that, right. that taught my fiance <laughs> how to feel um the the story of a of a nicholas cage angel that it taught me love. who uh he taught me the song iris by uh by the goo goo dolls <laughs> is what it taught me <laughs> Wait, is that the one that's like, and I don't want the world to see yeah. me? Which is you. <laughs> the funniest thing was us realizing live on pod that that was a song written for the movie. It's like, oh, the lyrics, the verses are explaining the plot of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm realizing what? this live on air right now. Yeah, no, it's kind of insane <laughs> that then you watch City of Angels. And it's like, oh, that is just the movie. <laughs> wow. What are you thinking about? Goo Goo Dolls. It's insane. They, they, there was nothing like the Goo Goo Dolls back in the day, man. They they just exemplified the energy of the 1990s. Um, it was the best. Never forget the uh, the song that the the guy. I don't think it was a Goo Goo Doll song. I think it was just the guy on his own that he wrote for Treasure Planet. Um, I think he had a he had a major hand in that one. There's there's more songs. I thought that they that Goo Goo Dolls has two songs and that's it. They have Iris and they have Slide. Why won't you slide? Yeah, so John John Raziznik, Raziznik, he wrote the song I'm Still Here. That's the main guy from Goo Goo Dolls from Treasure Planet. I'm still here. You know? Oh, okay. That's on, another guys. one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's okay. That's another one. I, so, yeah. Sure. Okay. Matt Brian, um, um, a treasure, <laughs> absolute treasure. She is coming back this year with uh, a movie that she directed. And stars mm -hmm. in, so everyone has to show up for what happens later, um, which is slated to be released later this year, very soon, actually, in November. Um, yeah, she's fantastic in this movie. We're, we're gonna get into all, all three of her roles. Let's let's start at the top. So, what do you guys think of kind of the way this movie opens? It, it has this extended title sequence. Um, we get a, a sneaky Bo Welch drop in there. I was gonna say. Designer. One of my favorite dudes. I think he's so talented. Uh, the the director of Cat in the Hat. Yeah, a uh, movie that I'll defend till the end. A movie so that good. has crazy good production design. You and my wife are just like the the lone defenders of the live action Cat in the oh, Hat. I think movie. it's hilarious. <laughs> it's uh, that's a great movie. But no, yeah, I mean, I wish he would direct again. Uh, I mean, he's done some loud. TV, but. I know. Yeah. No, but great production designer. Whenever I see him yes. on something, always super happy. You know, he did Beetlejuice. I always think of he did the Lost Boys. He did. Yeah, he did like a lot for Tim Burton and Barry Sonnenfeld. And uh, oh, the birdcage. He was production designer on the birdcage. Yeah. Wow. Men in Black. 
Oof. Yeah, you know it's going to be a good movie when his name shows up, I have to say. It, it really is. What is the 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 opening song that plays? Um, uh, it's like, a, uh, I can't even remember what the song is itself. But that and then like seeing the corporate drones walking through the gray world where they produce... Um, what was it? It is uh, rectal probes and petroleum jelly. Um, <laughs> that just rocks. What a what an introduction into this world of like late stage capitalism. That was the thing that I watched when I was asleep and I was like, I'm not seeing things correctly. I need to go to bed and then try again tomorrow. Uh, it turns out I was seeing them exactly right. I, I love the opening to this movie. It just lets you know right away that this is not quite our world. This is a slightly um stylized slanted version of our reality and it just puts you in the right mood in the right mindset to just absolutely this is not it's not exactly our reality we're going to go for something a little more different so that as the story starts to play out and as we start to see some of these more like wacky kind of out there sequences you're primed for it and just the way it's designed the way it's built just the it's almost it almost looks like a pink floyd music video like it's just it Mm -hmm. just looks really nice Mm -hmm. that's it the song is uh, it's by Eric Burden, who's the uh, the lead singer of the Animals. Oh, good. Mm, you know, okay. classic House of the Rising Sun. Um, yeah. So, what did you guys think I, of this whole? Uh, I, I guess just the whole chunk in the office. You know, him sort of freaking out and quitting and just being oppressed by this whole environment, and and us being sort of introduced to this movie from this perspective. Well, what do you guys think of all this? It's interesting because I feel like it sets a tone for a movie that it's not um just i feel like you can kind of break this movie up into like multiple segments and say like you know they're all super stylized and extremely different ways um and so i really like that and i think that you know usually in the opening of a movie you kind of understand what the movie is going to be but this movie completely does not do that at all it's just it is it is totally all over the place and it is the only time where a movie is so tonally like insane, but it somehow all works for me. Like, I think it's wonderful. And um, yeah, uh, I this is a fact on IMDb. I'm not I'm not fact checking this right now, but apparently like <laughs> the lamp in his office displays the events of the movie. Um, uh, like, so there's, oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah the, I like one little. That tropical lamp that he has that's that's funny yeah i mean that like does... the yacht the volcano a moon i'm like that's awesome i love that there's like a, a cinema sense reading of this movie where it's like he actually died and this is all playing in his head that's stupid and i don't care I about that know. at all but he um into that volcano damn it <laughs> that's why he's literally every woman he meets is the one girl in his office but just wow. with a different wig um there's definitely a a reading of that i don't that's care what happens that when you have a brain um, cloud hunter haven't you ever had yeah, a brain cloud i every day of my life since i it's, came out the womb um it's, anomal- it's anomalisa disease <laughs> <laughs> everyone has the same everyone thing. looks like oh, the God. same little dude to me um i wanted to say about uh this opening whole sequence shout out to uh dan hadea uh, who's like a classic 80s that guy who plays his boss. I recognize him. He's in um, Blood Simple and Commando and Buckaroo Banzai. Like he's in a, a ton of like supporting roles in the 80s and in the 90s and stuff like that. Uh, 
I thought that he was great. His whole thing where he's just repeatedly on the phone being like, I know he can get the job, but can he do the job? I'm not arguing with you. I know he can get the job, but can he do the job? And just like saying that like on repeat is incredible. It, it's yeah, just this movie it's is, really, really great. This movie is wonderful. A wonderful like um, showcase for character actors yeah. because nobody really stays that much. But then everybody who's on screen makes such like an impression for even like the five minutes that they're there. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So once, once we get out of this section, I mean, I, I love just like looking at Meg Ryan and being like, is that Meg Ryan? Cause I thought that wig was good. The wig on Hanks is terrible, but the wig on her, I was like, that's pretty convincing. That almost looks like a different person. Um, and then they go on their little date. I thought that was so nice. It, it, it's so charming. It's, just, yeah. it's, it's it's a good balance of just keeping you within the reality of the movie while also letting you know that it's not our reality. Like you, mm-hmm. you're not in a, com- you're not in a completely different universe. You still buy these people as, as real people. Like they're on a real date. It's nice. It's cute. But then you see the, the city in the distance and all the lights are all crazy. You know, it just looks like a, a, a beautiful map painting. And then when they pull up to the, the apartment all the the lights in the apartment complex are all crazy so it's just little touches like that that i found really nice just to kind of set the table um i noticed a lot of long lenses being used a lot of great cuts like uh he asked her to dinner and then you immediately cut to dinner like you don't waste any time there it's just very economical very efficient um and and you're not kind of going out of the bounds of their conversation you're just really in it really tight in there you're not getting inserts of the waiter you see the 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 musicians come up and they just kind of stay blurred out in the background so you're just you still stay in the interaction between the two of them it just sets up the love story really well even though this is technically a different person than the one he's gonna Mm -hmm. fall in love with later down the road but you know it's meg ryan so you just get that consistent through line here from the from the very beginning um but yeah i was vibing really hard with the movie at at the at the jump and even the next sequence where um the the crazy fucking tycoon guy that introduces the journey the the odyssey (laughs) that he's gonna go on i was like man uh, Jeff Bridges Pat- is dad. John Patrick Patrick. is fucking cooking right now. Like, what is this yeah. script? What is this guy saying? This is crazy right now. Yeah, I uh, I think the whole visual language in the movie is so interesting because it feels like an old Hollywood film. Like, it kind of feels like it's like a Frank Capra movie. And like, I really yes, love 100%. That. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. And I think that it does that by the way of like the 80s. And like, I, I really... It just works really well and it's so it's really unique like i really cannot pick out a movie and be like oh it's kind of similar to that like it's it's there's nothing else like it the thing the frank capra comp is really really apt like if you yeah. watch a lot of old frank capra stuff it's really especially or any of the things that you're talking about about economic storytelling but also then using the like it almost lulls you into a false sense of security with some of the editing and some of the directing choices, because some of those like quick cuts that you see, then we'll like later on in the movie, I'm thinking I'm jumping ahead real quick, but like 
towards the end of the movie, the first time whenever they get to the island of of Na- the the Waponies, um, and you just see like it's just like them all dancing and everything, and then just like cut to all the bodies just laying on the ground, and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> what the fuck is happening right now? It's it's so like slapstick in a way. Yeah. So we we have our setup. We have Hanks quitting the job. Um, we have the 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 fact that he's dying. He has a brain cloud. He has just a few months left to live. And now we have our 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 superconductor manufacturer man uh, introducing this idea of this island that needs a sacrifice every hundred years, and a man must jump into a volcano to appease the gods. And and we're off. You know, this is this is all we need. This is it, it takes its time to get there. I feel like we get a pretty solid chunk of movie here. Like it's probably what 20, maybe even 30 minutes of movie. Mm-hmm. Um and then even this next section is not super rushed either. It just I guess that's the compromise. Um or or I or I should say more of the the result um behind why we don't get that much volcano because we're we are taking our time with the setup we're not rushing through the setup and then by the time we get to the payoff we kind of we're already at the end of the movie but then we get this next extended sequence where he is sort of getting ready for his journey right and he he makes friends with the with the driver who i loved Dude, um, shout out Ossie Davis, Demayer from uh, so good. from so, so uh, good. do the right thing. Like that's that is Demayer, and it's, I, it's I wanted him Demayer along for the whole ride. Uh, same, like, he's so good. <laughs> he's so good. I just I was really hoping they'd just be like, you know, what? how are your sea legs? Like just bring him <laughs> along on the trip. Yeah, he's great, and I like it is such. It, I mean, it's it's such movie escapism to have like. Just like you're in New York, you're going to like the best possible places, the best possible hotels, the stores that like no one can afford and you are buying it all like a shopping montage. I don't know. It just does something for me. Like, I love it so much. It's so like, you know, there's I've lived in New York uh, my entire life. I've lived in Manhattan for college, uh, I think, four years and there's sections of New York that I call like movie New York. And then there's like regular New York. But this is like the movie, movie New York. Like, you know, like he doesn't go to the plaza, but then he goes somewhere else. But then like it cuts to him like walking by the plaza. And then he like goes to that. Uh, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of it. But like the Hamner Schlemner. That's not how you pronounce it. But y'all, <laughs> do y'all know that? Like the. <laughs> the uh the german like that store with all the gadgets there's like a catalog oh yeah Y'all know oh what I'm yeah yeah, yeah. I no i know what you're talking about um i don't know what it's called but i i, I i'm a sure schlemmer he goes there and he spends a lot of money on like what like a golf thing or something yeah. like that on like, like a putting green so that he yeah. can bring that out into the the ocean with him which no, that way earlier on like literally like watching this like I was I I didn't see this as a child 
but it's it has that childlike wonder of like look i used to get those catalogs in the mail around christmas every year and like i'm looking online right now and i'm like look they're selling like r2d2 like museum quality replicas for <laughs> seven thousand five hundred dollars or a giant animatronic singing bear for four thousand five hundred dollars and like all this like hamasher hamasher hammer yeah, exactly. I have a, I don't know how to pronounce that, but <laughs> any, anyways, he goes there and I was like, come on, that's like perfect escapism of like, you're rich and you're buying the most useless shit that costs so much money. And yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it, it feels like a, I don't know, like a whimsy movie. Hold it on. is funny. I, I, it is funny I, that it can. I, can I just derail real quick to just talk about Please. the pop up <laughs> that I just got on this website? So they, I got a pop up for, a like a handheld electric leaf blower that just looks like the tiniest little like it's not a huge thing it's just the tiniest little leaf blower you could possibly imagine and then right next to that it's a giant blow up grinch um like a like a yeah they have everything christmas again you can the most useless shit should I buy a 15-foot Rudolph inflatable yes, for my I house? Just, I was just looking at the 15-foot Rudolph. It's, it's only like second. a cool a $300. It's $400. It's insane. <laughs> okay, I know nothing I know nothing about hockey, so bear with me here. <laughs> I've I've sorted on the website price high to low. <laughs> okay. Okay, the first the highest thing is a $27,500 autographed portrait of tiger woods oh no okay but okay for twenty five thousand dollars there's this is insane they're selling the wayne gretzky face-off experience <laughs> which is you get to meet wayne gretzky <laughs> in december 15th to 16th in palm beach florida did, yeah. did wayne gretzky consent to this only just... 30 spots will be sold. Airfare and lodging is not included. I That's feel like so some of the fun. stuff on this website is the kind of stuff you'd see in like um in like an in-flight magazine that's yes. like yeah. definitely a scam. No, for sure. But this I, I've been to this um place in Manhattan and I don't really remember much about it, but it is like the store that he goes to. I don't know if they still if it's still there. But um, yeah, I remember getting the catalog for this when I was a child, like every single Christmas and just scrolling through and being like, wow, because literally like it, it's like what a child thinks rich people are buying, which like so, it's it's useless bullshit. But I guess they are buying useless for the for the Guys, audio should, listener. Should I buy a replica of the Magnum P.I. Hawaiian shirt for only eighty nine ninety five on her screen? And it's a uh, it's a Magnum P.I. Uh, Hawaiian shirt. These are exact replicas of the Hawaiian shirt that Tom Selleck made famous on the show Magnum P.I. I love it. Crazy. I love it. I'm I'm. If I ever become a millionaire, I'm going to spend a ridiculous amount of money. I'm getting, you know, it is, getting an it Italian is funny. countertop pizza oven for $150. Because <laughs> why not? Why the fuck not? It is funny. The tie-in of uh, Hank's last movie was big where he goes to FAO Schwartz, which is like <laughs> a small child's yes. dream. Yeah. And now he's going to Hammer Schlemmer, which is like yeah. just like a bigger child's dream. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Spending spree. What, what I was yeah. going to say about this is like, right before 
uh, he he meets the second Meg Ryan. Oh, because he wait, he meets the second Meg, Meg Ryan in L.A., right? That's when. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's still in- so this chunk when he's in New York where he's like trying to be friendly with the driver, but the driver's like, hey, man, I got the family at home. Like, I can't spend all this time with you. There is this loneliness there that I I found like the movie settled into for just the right, right amount of time where it's just like, oh, he basically has unlimited money and yeah. yet he is so alone. And yeah, the, uh, uh, well, I, before I say what I'm about to say, I need to just share. They do sell Zoltar uh, <laughs> from the movie Big for $13,000 on the website, which oh, is, oh my God. by the way, the third most expensive thing after Tiger Woods and Wayne Gretzky. Okay. Wait a second. Ernie, Ernie, you, you now have a Patreon. Yeah. With patrons, <laughs> I, we need you guys to up the subscription so that we can have, we bought a mic can own a replica Zoltar machine. <laughs> God, this is amazing. This is wow. 13,000. This 13, Ernie, Are you like, allowed to like <laughs> under Patreon law, just like without consent, just like, Increase somebody's uh, subscription from like five dollars a month to like five thousand. Just your direct deposit, just to see. Yeah, like you it's got this six, right. You can do that. It's six six and a half feet tall. Wow. <laughs> okay, sorry to derail. No, yes, what, I agree. What, I agree, Ernest. There is this wonderful moment where he goes to dinner by himself, and it's got um, Elvis Presley singing "Blue Moon," and it is so emotional and like really just such a beautiful sequence of being like, wow, this guy has everything, but he also has nothing. And it is insane. And I love it. And it's such a weird choice to just have that like lull where it's super emotional, but you know, it's like the heart of the movie. You know, I love it. I love it it so much. It's nice because you don't, it doesn't derail the movie where like you start out with this guy trapped in an office job and you know, you're going to end up in a volcano. Right. And then there's this tiny little detour where you have big, fancy, exciting shopping spree and also deep loneliness and sadness. And somehow all those things just sort of fit together. Um, It was nice. I liked it. Uh, I, uh, sharing more hammer. I'm, I'm uh, so sorry. Yeah. I cannot stop looking. What I have the news, fuck guys. is this? There's, there's more expensive things that you can Wait get a second. on this website. Did you read the description? <laughs> so, Hunter, so what the, most, the hell? So, the only robot the admitted to the thing. Screen Actors Guild. That is the second most expensive thing that you can get on here is a thing called the Celebrity Robotic <laughs> Avatar. Uh, yeah, it's the only robot admitted to the Screen Actors Guild. This is the adult-sized robot avatar that has appeared in movies, television programs, music videos, entertained royalty worldwide, and attended countless corporate functions. It is only a, a fiscal three hundred forty-five thousand oh, dollars. Oh, it's it's the is it the is it the robot from Rocky? I think it is. I think oh, I think shit. it's supposed to be, but that robot looks different. It has I, a very similar. No, this is the this is the do, same one. If do we he, think he that this smaller one, like, eyes? Yeah. If we bought him right now, do you think that he's just like silent? Because he's he's protesting. <laughs> yeah, he's he's with SAG, so like he so, can't. Okay, not to derail this again, but Hunter, how did you find this? Because I thought I, I was went the most so I went though. on unexpected gifts. 
Ah. And here's something else that I found, and I promise this will be the last thing that we can talk about. No, this we movie can that we we're here to talk, talk about, about but I'm ready to pivot and make an entire <laughs> podcast about uh, the Hammerschlemmer <laughs> catalog. I've been fascinated by them my entire life, so I'm down to talk called, about it. There's something called the Hella Cycle, which is a two seat vehicle that converts from a three wheeled motorcycle to a gyrocopter in 10 minutes. It is literally exactly what it sounds like. I don't know if this is legal, like to take <laughs> on the street wow. or in the air. If I saw this and I was a military entity, I would shoot that shit down personally. Yeah, these but uh, are the UAPs that they've been seeing out. So block. donors, we now need you to step up your. We need you to step up the game and again. You gotta what's give. Crazy about these items is that you have to call them to purchase them because they're so expensive. Which <laughs> I would like to also derail the podcast again. Uh, which I just posted a link in the chat where I posted. Uh, they're selling a fucking submarine. <laughs> Wait, what the hell? <laughs> I was just about to send a submarine. There's actually two submarines for sale. Um, there's actually a a submarine in the shape of a killer whale. This one ah. that you have that you have shared is just a regular. It's like a small submarine. ten thousand leagues under the sea kind of. It's just a little. Well, little this submarine. is an amphibious, watercraft. This is, what yeah, is this an amphibious watercraft. So. <laughs> this is the most insane shit I've ever seen in my life. I a cannot golf, believe a that. A golf cart hovercraft as well. That's another one. <laughs> this is unbelievable i'm gonna uh, when we're done everything that's on here i'm i'm definitely gonna go into a youtube rabbit hole of people reviewing these products yeah like finally buying them and yeah, yeah if if there is a way oh wait there is a request to catalog i'm gonna do it oh, i don't absolutely. know if they show up to my house oh anymore my but i'm gonna do it <laughs> i would love a a physical catalog of these i will yes, i will post it in the get, chat yes if you get if you get this catalog can you please send us some some pictures <laughs> two to three weeks it's going so I don't yeah, know let's go out, but oh um they have they have some <laughs> f1 adjacent memorabilia oh oh okay That's they have uh vaguely adjacent to me oh oh my god Oh my god! Oh my! They have god. a golf cart hovercraft. Holy look shit! Look at now this. that could fuck that up. They have a uh, Porsche Le Mans uh, replica that. Oh my god, that's awesome! That folds out into a raceway inside of it. Wait, that's literally so cool. I don't even like cars, but that's awesome. <laughs> that's so that that's so sick. It's an exact replica, a one to thirty-two scale model working wooden slot car track this is amazing that's so fucking cool this, Again, this I've rocks been, i've been fascinated by this company for i don't know how long and i you know it's it's wonderful in this movie like it's it's such a small detail but i'm like of course he would shop there because anybody who has this magical amex gold card that he has that's where you go just mm -hmm. unlimited money you just go there yeah, yeah. And, I and will say buys, I didn't even like I didn't even like oh sorry Ernie what were you saying no he buys the pup putt right that then yeah yeah has out on the water yeah exactly All things considered like pretty low key now that we know everything that's it he could have <laughs> bought a submarine <laughs> and then him and Meg Ryan would have just been straight chilling okay that's true. like yeah you no got a point. danger needed at that point if you just bought a fucking sub back in 1990 he, I, I will point. say I the uh he does have the the highly um flotation the, the high flotation luggage I, yes. so i'm glad that you brought that up because i didn't even like really 
track this Hamasher Schlemmer, Schlemmer place because my single favorite place that he went to was the luggage store. When <laughs> this luggage guy, I've never seen this man before in my life. Um, his name is Barry McGovern. Um, he doesn't even have a picture on IMDb. Uh, but the line delivery, whenever uh, he's showing all the luggage out and like this, it's a luggage that's also just like a closet or whatever. And Tom says, I'll take four of them. And he says, may you live to be a thousand years old, sir. <laughs> it's one of my favorite parts. I of the love it. Movie. It's so good. I didn't know that that wasn't like a successful character actor. It's just like a guy. He might be like a theatrical guy or something. Like sure, that, sure. Uh, he's it's it's incredible. That line ring is one of my favorite pieces of the entire movie. Also, I love how it's just like this like hidden back room. Like they're like they said that I have a gold card, and they're like, "Oh, come to the back, sir. We have special luggage for you." And then, it, but then, but then that piece of luggage is behind a secret wall. wall. <laughs> you don't even get to that one until you've passed like the test that this guy has. Um, but, uh, just to say the the hammer, <laughs> the hammer Schlemmer store, uh, the the one from the movie, which again I think I've been in. I, I've definitely like walked past it before. It only closed early this year, like in January. Uh, oh, it's, it's closed, closed down. Oh no, yeah. Yeah. we're gonna take a pilgrimage to. We need I that know. catalog. <laughs> I know. No, it's it is. Uh, I mean, they're operational online, but it uh, closed down this year, and then uh, is making a comeback uh no it is not it is a oh, uh, it's uh, furniture store i think that's happening that's such a how else am i going to get this uh what i just sent in the the chat here this personalized whack-a-mole game which looks to also be a working bar it's a bar whack-a-mole combo wow it, this one, you don't even have to, like, call about. It just takes two to three weeks for delivery. But as long as we order by December 10th, we can get it by Christmas. Apparently, there's one in Ohio. Mm-hmm. It looks like there's Wait a one. second. Wait a second. No, there's I think I, I read this wrong. They're opening a new location. I in read New it. Let's go. We're back. We're so back. Yes, I, 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 I misread that. Yes, they're they're opening a new one. Yeah, because I I was about to go to I was about to go to uh to Cincinnati right now. As of as of a month ago, um October or sorry, September first, they said that they are um I think wait, maybe I'm reading this wrong. Nevertheless, uh no, no, they are not reopening. I, <laughs> I'm lying. Oh no, it is, a, it is a furniture store. You've sent me through wow. a wave of emotions. Uh, I know. No, this is not, me reading seconds. that was uh, me experiencing the plot of uh, Jover's Walk. <laughs> Jover. Um, so our guy, Joe, he uh, he makes it to L.A. He meets up with the second Meg Ryan. Um, and this Meg Ryan is a choice the the voice she's doing the wig she's wearing uh i love it i think it is way way out there but we've been prepped we've been primed for this choice the the movie has settled us into this vibe where it doesn't feel out of step um in the world of this story uh she everything i i, I can hardly understand like half the things she's saying because she's speaking with such an exaggerated like 
LA yeah. accent. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really nice, and it's just short enough where you immediately, as soon as you feel like she's outstayed her welcome, you're immediately to the next Meg Ryan, the mm-hmm. final version, the the um the final form, uh, Meg Ryan on the boat to to take us out, which. I in hindsight, say, like, do we trust this tiny little yacht to to journey all the way out to the South Pacific? Because I I don't know if I would get on that boat, honestly. Probably not. Um, I don't know much about. I'm not very like. I, I wouldn't call myself like a sea a seaworthy man. I've I've been out on the sea, but not for an extended period of time. And you're not uh, in a sailboat like that. Yeah, you're not in a. I, listen, brother. Much like Moana, I am drawn to the sea. Okay, <laughs> but. Uh, don't get it twisted, but I just have not like lived on a boat for presumably like, I don't know, like at least like four or five days, I would guess even longer on that thing to get out to the South Pacific. I'm going to guess that that's, that's a hot minute to actually sail all the way out there. It's a long way, man. I, the, the I did want to say ocean is massive. Yeah, it's huge. I do want to say before we skip too far past the second Meg Ryan, I kind of love how much of like. She's also just like dumb LA girl. Like she's just like she's a poet. <laughs> and like she's just like long ago, the delicate tangles of his hair covered the emptiness of my hand. Oh yeah, her phone. Do you want to hear it again? <laughs> like, <laughs> just... That was a nice moment where you get the dissolve from her shitty painting to like them actually in the car. Yeah, to like yeah. the worst. <laughs> yeah and like the worst poem that you've ever heard in your life that isn't hey, man. a poem <laughs> these, these, these la types they're just trying they're just they're just doing their best but joe's it not was... bothered by any of it just to yeah. show that he's like literally the nicest person <laughs> he should have he should have had a one night stand with her though like she was so ready to fuck him and he was just like nah i'm good well i'll see you tomorrow take me on the boat i want to sleep alone it like, is, dude. I'm ready. Like, let's go. Right, you're leaving tomorrow with my twin, and I'm never gonna see you again. You're gonna jump into a volcano and die. Like, let's. Damn, do Ernie, really saying something about yourself here. You're just like all in, <laughs> just ready to fucking go. Oh, like, I'm, let's I'm just, go. I'm just saying, like, she had the right idea. Like that, it, there was no strings attached to that interaction. They were vibing with each other. You know, they they were they were feeling each other, and he was just like, yeah. I, I think there's another Meg Ryan around the corner for me. Waiting for your third Meg Ryan. Another, uh, one of my favorite, this is like really the moment where I was like, man, Meg Ryan's starting to fucking steal some of these. Every scene that she's in is, uh, there's a thing where it was right after he says like, Oh, I'm like doing this thing for your dad. I'm going to jump in a volcano, whatever. And die He's like, and she's like, what did you do before that? And he was like, I was an advertising librarian for a medical supply company. She just goes, Oh, I have no response to that. <laughs> it's so funny. Which is so good. Yeah. Her timing on that is so fucking funny. Like, it's just like, damn, Meg Ryan's like a one of one to be able to pull off a line like that. That was really good. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah. Any any other thoughts on this? The middle, the middle Meg Ryan before we get to the boat? I think. The uh, no, not really. I mean, I think. Uh, it's such an interesting performance and like it just really shows how versatile she is and I feel like Hollywood doesn't really let her be versatile but 
I mean, I don't know. It's kind of just like an SNL character. Like that sort of feels like, Mm -hmm. and I'm glad that she doesn't overstay her welcome, but um, it's, it really is setting up for what's to come. Yeah. Patricia. So, so the first one's Dee Dee, then Angelica, and then we get uh, Patricia. Um, And yeah, I mean, this is everything you want from Meg Ryan. Like this is, this is charming. This is sweet, cute. Um, and and smart and resourceful. I, I I think that it's just like the complete package. Um, I I wanted so much more. Like I I don't know what do we get to like do we get to this in the halfway point? Maybe it's past the halfway point. We get to this. Um, but it would have been great to have her. As much as I love her playing around with with the with the wigs and the other you know the voices and the other character choices. This is like just exactly what you want from Meg Ryan and it's so fun to see her with Hanks um Hanks in this movie we we haven't talked about him too much I think that he's just he's kind of just letting her cook for the majority he's letting of the like a, he's kind of letting most other people cook in the scene yeah. that he's in all the characters actors that we talked about and everything else like he is kind of just being the buoy the anchor not to say that it's like bad performance he's great in the movie but like I wouldn't say this is like a top tier Hank's performance. He doesn't get a really big moment at any point. I I think that the closest thing is when he is a little bit castaway mode, really feeling the, the, you know, this, my background, the, the stranded, uh, the big Mm -hmm. full moon in the open ocean. dancing on the suitcase i feel like that's great yeah right that's great yeah there's there's little things he throws in there um but yeah when when before the the storm when they're on the boat it's it's just a nice vibe you know they're, yeah. they're getting to know each other they're being sweet he comes on way too strong way too fast with the with the brain cloud thing like let's hold that back a little bit let's get maybe a first kiss in let's hold hands a little bit let's maybe ease into that uh, just a little bit later. Um, terrible timing for my guy. Just not what you want. Man, you just have so many notes that's going to get Tom Hanks to fuck Meg Ryan faster. That's just all your ulterior motives here that you're looking for. <laughs> well, because because I know what she's like finally feeling it. He's like, I'm soul sick. I have brain cloud. <laughs> I know what's coming. Like, I know it, Tom. <laughs> in, in Sleepless, they don't meet. And then in You've Got Mail, he's a shitty, like, villain trying to end her business. So it's like, can we get one where they're just nice and can be together? No, I, I guess not. I guess that's not what they're about. So man can dream. Um, um, I really love the way that all of these scenes on the boat are shot. Like, it's just, it's it's very fun. Like, it's, they're just, there's, like, the fun, like, whimsical, like, the the catching the fish and everything and then oh, the, Tom puppet. the shark yeah, the yeah. most like fucked up hammerhead shark you've ever seen in your entire life coming out of the water that was the a great eyes, like, outfit bulging out. when he's fishing when he's pulling that shirt that he's wearing with those shorts i want that that was a nice yeah, that's outfit. a great, great fit. fit great great fit um yeah and then the the storm it, when that storm was hitting i was like come on guys like you must have known it's the pacific ocean like what are you doing out on this tiny little boat of course this is gonna happen and uh yeah it just (laughs) it immediately gets hit by lightning and sinks um 
also you guys catch the shape of the lightning is the same shape as the logo of the company at the beginning yeah cinema dude (laughs) oh sick dude what if he died the day that he quit his job and this is all in his head oh what if uh Squid, I don't know. I was gonna remember like all those things. It's like oh, Squidward suicide and uh, yeah, the and then Eddie oh, takes place in purgatory. Yeah, <laughs> and then we're in the we're in the island. Um, which I mean, I gotta admit, this was probably my least favorite part of the movie. Uh, it's quick, like you said, you know. Yeah, I was. It just gets built up so much. Like you're just the whole movie. It's called Joe versus the volcano. Like you're just waiting for it. Yeah, the whole thing is le- you're on this quest. You're on this journey, and you get there, and like immediately, as soon as you see these native people with like soda cans, I'm just like, oh no. Yeah, they um, uh, skirt away from saying what nationality they actually are, <laughs> but boy. Uh, it's it's a bummer to see uh, two of my favorite people, Abe Vigoda and Nathan Lane, uh, in uh, extremely extremely questionable makeup. And like I said, Whoa. I love this movie, but it is uh, uh oh, it is not dated very well. I <laughs> do love. I, I will say, I love the like throwaway line earlier where they're like, actually, it was the Romans who got lost and went down there trying to excuse like that's why they're white dudes, but like they're still putting on like orange face like it's like offensive but like i don't even know towards who like it's just like it feels bad when you look at it big but it's it's uh it's a bit it's a bit it is i also i'm an aide vagoda head so i love seeing that dude in there didn't necessarily he didn't really have much to do uh him or nathan lane in that area um but yeah you know it's it's an odd place to end the movie this is what i mean about like it's one of those things where it's like maybe if we would have spent more time there then it wouldn't feel so out of place like if that was a full mm-hmm. 25 30 minute act of this yes. movie but at I that agree. point it kind of just feels like we're we're rushing we're like all right let's see that fucking volcano go off at this point like it's just like let's run let's wrap this thing up yeah. that it makes things sit a little bit worse no i feel you and i agree i do wish it was a little bit longer i mean i will say i think the best part of that segment is like the production design back to like bo welch yeah i think like all (laughs) like the polynesian like um just feel to it is like really really good and uh just very well production design um, it makes me think too. Uh, Bo Welch famously did uh, Beetlejuice, uh, the Beetlejuice sequel that never got made. Uh, Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian. Uh, <laughs> probably would have felt a whole lot like that. Um, read the script and yeah, uh, it's uh, it's, it's bright, it's colorful. I mean, it, it just makes you think like you know, uh, John Patrick uh, Shanley, like he he managed to get what 20 it says 25 million dollars on wikipedia for just a comedy it's it's not even it it does have this concept right of of jumping into a volcano but there's no heavy fantasy going on it is a like we've been saying a little slanted a little kind of stylized but he 
we don't get this anymore. This is something we keep talking mm-hmm. about all the time on this podcast. Like we should be thankful that um, a movie like this can, can still feel somewhat resonant, you know, 30 years later, because mm-hmm. it's just not something that gets made anymore where you can have this level of production value for just essentially a regular comedy, a romantic comedy. For um, sure. It, it's, it's really nice. I was thinking a lot about uh, Ernie whenever you were talking about Splash on the pod about yeah. this whole idea of romance in the 80s and now and early 90s where it's just like very broad, fantastical elements, but for the most part, still like kind of grounded. Right. So it's just like it's this weird thing that's like a mid-budget movie. It's it's something that uh, reading like a, a book like Disney Wars, like that um, – uh, they're always kind of talking about like we need to make singles and doubles and not just swing for $200 million budget home run movies that have to hit. And like, this is like a classic single double that people used to just go for. That was like, it's yeah. broadly fantastical, but for the most part, still everybody can kind of follow what's going on here. Not alienating anyone. And then they jump in, they jump, they get married. The guy, the, it's funny when he marries him, he's like, you're married. All right. You're done. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what the dialogue was, but she's so excited. She's like, can you please marry us before we jump in? He's like, yeah, whatever. You're married. Uh, and then, of course, as soon as they jump in, the volcano erupts and they get shot into the ocean. Mm-hmm. And that's basically the end of the movie right there. They they recover. Uh, they're in the in the water and they're just happy they're not dead. And I, I feel like that ties the loop nicely on the movie because the whole story he's assuming that he's going to die anyway if he's going to die in five months he might as well just die jumping into this volcano mm-hmm. and then the fact that he survives it it just it, it it sort of exemplifies the whole core of the story of being thankful for being alive and and not wasting away in some office job that you hate but taking chances and taking risks and and you know taking leaps it's nice it's nice for sure yeah i agree i think um so this is also on wikipedia uh so roger ebert initially gave the movie three and a half out of four stars our guy Um, so he later screened it at ebert fest in 2012 and he said this is quote which i think sums up the movie he said as i wrote in my review i had not seen the movie seen this movie before most movies I have seen before. Most movies you you have seen before. Most movies are constructed out of bits and pieces of other movies, like little engines built from cinematic erector sets, but not Joe versus the volcano. I continue to I continue to believe it deserves greater recognition and cannot understand why I gave it three and a half stars instead of four. So Ooh. he later screened the movie and said, you know, this this needs to be it's more popular than it is. Well, tw- I mean, 2012. At that point, th- things were starting to teeter. You know, the the machine that that we're currently in, or that we're seeing the the remnants of the uh, was starting up. So he was seeing like how things were were falling apart for for major studio um, filmmaking. And you know, you look back and you're like, oh. We had we had stuff like Joe versus the volcano back in the nineties. We should have been more thankful for them. So I, yeah, I mean, the, part of the magic of this movie is that I, 
it 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 does what it's trying to do incredibly well. I can see why maybe if you want to elaborate on this, like why you gave it five stars, because it's mm-hmm. like I even though for me personally, the ending doesn't quite work like the final stretch, the movie nails what it's trying to do. Exactly. It, it operates within its own world, within its own reality, even if it might not work for some people. It's what it's going for, the specific things that it's going for. I feel like it it, it nails, right? It, it operates within its own logic. Absolutely. Yeah, it just, I mean, for me giving it five stars, it just checks a lot of box boxes for me. Like, it's great a movie of great chemistry. It's literally unlike anything. Like, I cannot, like Roger Ebert said, I cannot compare this to anything. Um, it's got a great soundtrack. It's visually amazing. And it's just, it's so light and sweet that it just never takes itself too seriously. Like, it's just, it's kind of everything I want out of a movie. And I love it. I think it's just a wonderful film. I think it's a truly, truly a delight. All right, let's get to the categories. Uh, before we wrap up, first category is Tom Swap. Could the other Tom do this role? Could Tom Cruise do the Hanks role in this movie? Um, I don't know. I, I actually, I think that he could, because this is not like, I, I don't, there's going to be a lot of other Hanks movies where I'm like, flat out, no, Tom Cruise could not do that. I think that 90s Cruise could do this. The most difficult part might be the uh, the Meg Ryan buy-in. I don't know what kind of chemistry Meg Ryan and Cruz are bringing together on screen, but Meg Ryan like exudes chemistry. So I feel like she can she can do some of the heavy lifting and some of those like romantic scenes whenever those are there. I don't think it's as good of a movie if it's if it's Cruz I mean, instead it's of Hanks. But... What we were saying that Hanks doesn't really take the the driver's seat a lot in this movie and you know Cruz would so it just it would throw off the balance of the movie in a, in a lot of ways I think the only way it would work is if you go to an actual volcano and he really jumps into a real volcano yeah and that you sell True. the movie on that's the actually like, the volcano jump into a volcano uh-huh. it's just gonna be Ethan versus a volcano that's gonna be dead reckoning part two is he jumps mm. into an active volcano which they haven't done a volcano plot which it's very shocking I think that's like a little bit too 007 Austin Powers-y for the Mission Impossible franchise. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I will say is like um, last year, uh, Macquarie and Cruz were teasing a musical. um, And I would love to see Tom in a musical. And I think something like this, it's the kind of, uh, it's it's the term for a movie that I find that like, it's, it's a musical without music. It is yes. a it it really is exactly that, and I think Tom Cruise in the eighties uh, he could have he could have done this. It would have been a little bit weird, like you were saying with Meg Ryan, but I don't know. I'd be Tom Cruise has so much charisma. I think that if he was acting alongside a piece of paper, uh, <laughs> he would uh, uh, still uh, yeah. bring that charm to the movie. Uh, apparently, there was a musical made of Joe versus the Volcano in two thousand twelve. The San Diego Lamb. Yes players yeah. theater uh presented the world premiere of a musical based on the film like a um, local thing yeah um, oh, that's cool it's out, it's out there in the world yeah i uh do you think that. that like 
do you think Tom Cruise has a lot of regrets about Rock of Ages and how that ended up? He's like, I gotta have, I have a lot of regrets about Rock of Ages. <laughs> yeah, like, can we just do that over again? Like, I'm sorry, Adam Shankman, you are out. You tried and you failed to bring your hairsprayification and make this. Yeah, this is not what we needed. That 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 shit sucked so much. I went to go see that and uh, famously walked out of it and walked uh in 30 minutes late into that's my boy instead which <laughs> i which i defend uh i love that movie i think it's a great movie probably would not have seen it had i not walked out of rock of ages so rock of ages is good for one thing i guess that's the the adams uh sam andy samberg yeah exactly it's wow. it's uh horribly offensive and uh really questionable but you know what it's pretty it's fun. better than rock of ages it's it's, it's a thousand percent better than rock of ages yeah all right next category is what is your favorite scene so if you had to pick just a a, a favorite scene what would it be any nominees i'm gonna say uh the shopping montage uh, that's what i was gonna say a favorite it's sequence at, it's mm-hmm. it's got a it's got that song from austin powers in it and uh yeah it's uh really um just has that energy to it, that feel good energy, you know? Yeah. If if we're talking about like just individual scene itself and not sequence, I really love the quitting scene where he's just like he's got the fake arm and he's like chasing him around with the fake arm in the office. And just like I'm doing this all for three hundred dollars a week for three hundred dollars a week. I thought that's really fun. And the the first dinner sequence that he has with Meg Ryan is just like a really good scene. But I, I mean, the the shopping sequence is the best. There's yeah. a reason why we, we are we're sending Hamish Hammer Schlammers. Uh, <laughs> we got to we got to all excitedly there. text each other when we get the catalogs in the mail. Just saying that. I can't wait. I'm ordering this shit now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, the just we had we had robot. said previously, but the um like the scene where he's dining alone is very impactful. I'm like, yes, yeah. there's that wide, yes. wide shot of him just yeah. totally alone. Um, yeah, I, I like the nominee of the, the first Meg Ryan date, like that whole sequence of them at dinner and then, um, coming home and then having that moment where they're, they're kissing and then they, they stop. And then he again comes off too strong with the, with the whole, I'm um, dying thing. <laughs> I think that's a great moment to to kick off the movie. I'll also like to nominate the the scene with the 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 dad that's uh does the whole exposition dump of his company and just sets up the whole journey. Um I forget what that actor is, but that I love that whole section. Um that was just a really good way to kind of ramp up the the You're saying like energy. the guy that says to him you like do you want to jump in a volcano? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. he's the Meg Ryan's dad. It's right? uh, what's the actor's name? Boy it's Bridges. Robert it's Ste- it's Robert Jeff Stack. Uh, I recognize him from Airplane. He's an airplane, and he's in a um, the like totally forgotten Steven Spielberg movie, nineteen forty one. No, wait, wait, wait. Which... are you talking about the the doctor or the um... well, Lloyd Bridges is the yes. the business owner. Oh, right. oh, sorry. I was getting He's, mixed uh, up what you were talking about. It's it's Jeff Bridges and Bo Bridges' dad. Yeah. That's right. Cool. The uh, yeah. Shout out to both of them again. Just character actors out the wazoo in this yeah. fucking movie. <laughs> but my actual pick is the the boat the the typhoon boat sinking into uh Titanic before the Titanic 
uh, saving Meg Ryan on the suitcases and then surviving out in the open water. Uh, again, my my Zoom background with the yelling at the moon, just that whole everything. It's so great. Everything before the the island, <laughs> a suit, just that whole section of like um, late stage of the boat. Because I like the boat too, like the that whole energy. Just yeah. if you just take that whole section, like I don't know, somewhere in there is my favorite scene. Probably the just yeah. the shouting at the moon. But I just love yeah. that section. That shot, there's like a one specific shot that I wrote down wherever she's, uh, Meg Ryan's like standing on the bow, the bow of the ship. Like, and it's like super cloudy yeah. behind her. That's lit, like, just like fucking to perfection. It's just like, ah, our boy got that's it. Like, this is nailed the shots. Um, yeah, no, it's, I, you're right. If I was going to amend my best, like, scene to one whole scene sequence, it, it might be everything on the, the trunk ship uh the the dancing on the raft and the oh, yeah. the putt putt on there and meg ryan just being like dead i don't know um extremely unconscious for like three days straight <laughs> <laughs> just playing his little ukulele next to her like that that all is great i love oh, all that man. um all right next category is what is the most iconic moment um I think if we're talking to Hanks, um, I love the shot of him in the tuxedo ready to jump into the volcano. I, I'd probably say that is the most iconic moment. I think that's, is that the letterbox header on this? It, well, it's them getting married about to jump into the volcano. But yeah, this that whole, that, that image of him in the tuxedo, um, I think is, is probably the most iconic moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's in him dancing for me. And I think that's so Hanks and so fun. And yeah, I just uh, I love him so much. I love Tom Hanks. That is like the especially young Hanks, that like goofy energy where it's like the goofy uncle energy that he would bring to movies. It's it's the dancing. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Any more okay. iconic moment nominees? The whole day. Those are the big ones that i'm thinking i the i was thinking of also just the way that he's fishing on the boat again it's just it's tom hanks is such a physical actor right. and just seeing the way that he moves that's why i was trying to think of when we were thinking about if cruz could be in this i don't know cruz has a very different type of physicality to his acting right. that it's they would have to change up the joe character to fit that type of mold next category is fellas wyd what would you do what would you do if you had a brain cloud hmm. and you had to jump into a volcano? Would you do it? I know I would probably just run away with the credit cards. Honestly, you would not find me. I would dip so fast. You would. I, what, I would be off the map. How hard was it to cancel credit cards back in like 1989? Like, was it like a whole process that you could get pretty far away before the cards got canceled or, or what? What do we think? I mean, well. You, you could buy you could buy enough food you would i would buy uh some type of um like an rv or something maybe some type of mobile uh living situation and just load it up with as much food as possible um i don't know that probably wouldn't last me too long i would uh jump in the volcano because it only <laughs> led to good things 
Yeah, you're pro volcano. Yeah, no, I, I love the good things. Like everything worked out for him. So why the hell? They're not? in love. Yeah. 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 Here's what I'm doing. I'm taking that gold card. I'm going to Hamishire Schlemmer and I'm saying this catalog, give me all of it. Give me, give me everything on here. I want I want the I want the, the SAG want two, affiliated. I want two robots. I want two SAG two affiliated. Them, yeah, and I want them to fight. <laughs> fight and then also be like lovers. I don't know. I mean, they're actors. They can yeah, they let can them do whatever figure they it out. Want. Yeah. yeah they'll they'll why don't why out. don't the why don't we just throw the robots into the volcano? <laughs> Is that cause the sacrifice? Also, yeah. so I have a lot of questions for just like this whole world. Like the Waponi people, are they like? Is it like a, a like a people that they're very like ashamed of everyone that like nobody will volunteer? They had to just find some fucking dude in New York to jump into this volcano because one guy can't just do it. Well, it's every hundred years, so the previous generation had to deal with this issue. Like the current the current group did not have to really deal with this too much. Mm-hmm. They're just like, damn, that couldn't be me. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's got to be some kind of a better way to decide. Like, is there crime in this world? Like somebody like steals yeah. an orange soda. So therefore they have to now be sacrificed to the volcano. Did they ever there's anything about penalty. this movie? It's to not a question. <laughs> Did they explain the soda? <laughs> yeah. Is that related? No, it's a throwaway joke. (laughs) I thought that was going to tie into like his, the, the, you would think, right? I mean, conductor mining operation that he had. And he was like paying them off with soda or something. Um, All right. No. The the next category is the run P category brought to you by run P, the app that tells you um, the best time when you should go pee. During every movie, Run P, the app downloaded now. What's the what's the Run P? Uh, the scene. I'd say when go. he's with like L.A. Meg Ryan. Yep, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, and Andrea was her name. Angelica. Angelica, mm-hmm. is it? Are you allowed to go pee like as the movie's ending? <laughs> like, are you allowed to pee? Is it like one of the? Yeah, you know, whenever not... you're sitting in the movie theater and you're like. I gotta go. I just no, can't. I hear you though. With the third act, I hear you, but I think yeah. it's got such a nice uh stinger like at the end of them living happily ever after that you kind of would like to see that. You'd like yeah. to see them thrown out of the volcano. You get your not money. like not like the entire time, but I'm saying like they get to the island, you meet Abe Vagoda chief. And then, like, I don't know, we can skip the the whole bit about how, like, Meg Ryan gets pampered and Tom Cruise gets, like, a banana smushed in his face and he gets, uh, uh, like, fish smacked on his back as a massage. <laughs> that that's what's good. happening to him. <laughs> that was really funny. And then he has, this, like, the squid or the octopus. It's like an octopus. Yeah. On his face. Oh, Sucking yeah. His yeah. Face. That was nice. Um, yeah, I... Yeah, I, I got to go with L.A. section. I, that just feels because I don't want to miss the New York stuff. You know, that's some of the best. Exactly. Yeah. So it's tough it's to a, cut anything with. Meg it's Ryan a short movie. movie. Yeah, it's it's you can yeah. hold it. You'll be fine. Uh, thanks, Run P, for sponsoring this episode. Run P app. <laughs> um, all right. Next category is uh, so we, we have we have a. a this is a replacement for the cruise category. We evaluate him physically, but 
because it's Hanks. We're still figuring this out. This is only the second Hanks. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of his physicality, it's more of just like his essence, his charisma. Where where does this rank? Like maybe on a one to five scale on the Hank scale of, of just how how Hanksy is it? What as we move forward in this series, we're gonna start to hone in on exactly what that means. But just based on this and Big, I feel like Big is so close to a five out of five on the Hank scale. This you you're not getting a lot of Hanks. He's kind of outshined for a lot of the movie. I don't think this movie necessarily. I'll, I'll, most of the stuff that works about this movie is not because of tom hanks it's because it's the you know the directing the writing the production design meg ryan so i'd probably go somewhere in like the three and a half range on the oh that's that's kind of generous i well it depends are we talking about like we're talking about like the the fun uncle quality of hanks or are we talking about okay because I don't think it's like a deeply charismatic performance, except for like here and there and little bits. Like whenever he's like alone and cooking in a scene, that's when like Hanks gets to shine. The cast, the proto castaway scene that we were yeah. talking about earlier, like yeah, yeah. stuff like that. That's like the most that Hanks gets. Most of the time when he's with other people, he's kind of keeping it low key. Mm-hmm. So I'd I'd go like a one and a half. <gasps> oh, oh wow, one and a half to oh, a two. My God. Oh my god! Because no, he's really I, I good. At, there's just the volume isn't there. Like it's we got to get our I, boy more shots. I hear you. I mean, I think compared to so something like the Burbs, where I feel like he's like yelling in like every scene, and like he's being he's like full Hanks on that like goofy like uncle like level. I don't think he's necessarily that here, but I do think that he shines and gives a really great emotional performance as well uh so i don't know i, I mean i'm you know I, i'm gonna go a three and a half as well you know sell me on the burbs we're not covering that in this series should oh, that be a, a side quest yeah the burbs is a uh maybe my favorite hank's performance nice. um wow. it's it's great it's joe dante so it's super cartoony mm. um it is so good it is just I, I mean i don't know how to sell it other than just saying like Joe the Vol- Joe versus the volcano, like it is uh, entirely unique and different, and it's wonderful. It's great. The two really work well together. That's I'll have I'll to, yeah, I'll have to put it on my watch list. Yeah, Hunter and I are trying to hit some some side quest movies that we're not in covering in the main line. Yeah, no, movie. check it out. I, I I cannot recommend it enough. It's one of my favorite Tom Hanks movies. I need to see it. I really love uh, Joe Dante. I'm a small soldiers defender out here. There's few yeah, I haven't but, seen few that. But I proud of us. That. Um, it's like kind of not a kids movie, um, but yeah, yeah, it's not. I I still love it. I One of my uh, uh, rep theaters near me is playing it in November. I was considering seeing it because I ha- I have never seen it before. Nice. Yeah, I saw it like soldiers. It's been a while, yes. but. Um, I love some Joe Dante. I, I need to check this out. I'm I definitely have a few more blind spots from for like young yeah, Hanks early. than I do young Cruz. I've never seen uh, Turner and Hooch, which is like a, a big, big old blind spot. Yeah, um, yeah. That that the Burbs, some of these like very early ones before Tom Hanks really becomes Tom Hanks yeah. that we know into love today. So. Yeah, he's definitely he's, gonna add the burgers still on figuring, here. He's still figuring things out at this point. This is right before 
this is right before the the run really starts like i feel like next um next hanks is uh let's see what's what's the next hanks um so right a league of after own. this a one is that's, that's kind of where it really begins yeah yeah i, I prefer a goofy hanks i'll say i mean i'll say that uh i love tom hanks i'm always happy that when he shows up in movies my least favorite movie of the year uh was um god what was it called the Pinocchio. My, no the, a man a band man called Otto. thank you <laughs> I you weren't a fan of a it. man called Otto, a man uh, named Otto. Let's just say I saw it on uh, a Monday uh, when I was unemployed temporarily, and it was popping with those six-year-old plus clerk crowd I, who were eating it up. Well, that's, I thought it was the. Let big, me tell you, that's where you went wrong, Sean. You're not your a problem. Something-year-old man. Maybe we're gonna have to censor this whole problem. part out of the podcast because mm. our biggest demo is women 45 to 65. So like that is <laughs> no, no disrespect to them, but yeah. if they want that a ARP cinema, then go for it. <laughs> like it's a piece of shit movie. I hate it. <laughs> auto, it's a movie that auto cut dead in a ditch. I, I, I truly I, don't know a single fucking thing okay. except for y'all. <laughs> neither of you have seen it. Absolutely. I'm not, not going to. I almost watched it on an airplane. I was like, this feels like Don't a airplane movie. Don't do it. <laughs> hey, it's from the director of Christopher Robin. Yeah. Honestly, I like that I movie. It was a decent movie. This is a piece of shit. I uh, wouldn't have been surprised if you told me that like Delta was a producer of a man <laughs> called Otto and it was just like made to be streamed on airplanes everywhere around the country. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. It's really bad. Uh hated it. It's a, a perk of a AMC A list, you know, seeing right. you whatever you want to see. Uh, but that movie uh, has, I mean, it's technically a movie from last year. It 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 came out wide this year. It's on my letterbox ranked list as the the my least favorite movie of the year. I hate it. Wow. Wow. Well, damn, that's a man called. Then, uh, you know, Asteroid City. He was really good. in. so, you know, what? Not, he's great in Asteroid City. Yeah. Not yeah. Tom Hanks's fault. I love Tom Hanks. But I just don't want to see him like I, I guess it's like Tom Hanks is such a good everyman. I don't really want to see him play a sad sack of shit. Like I can't I hate that. Like it's so it's not him. I got to see him like goofy and funny and just screaming, doing that like classic like yeah. Woody scream. Like I love that. Like he, he a man, a man called Otto. Oh, it's garbage. Where <laughs> where are you at? on elvis are you are you oh it's great it's elvis? A, a wonderful performance because he's doing something insanely weird that's a so far you're part of you're part of the elvis hive you're part of like elvis was actually like it, elvis yeah. was a romp okay. no yeah elvis Good. was wonderful there's I saw few that. but I proud of us i loved it i gave it five i'm saying as the austin butler heads as austin butler's stock continues to rise uh, us Ming. i i watched elvis um in the middle of a hurricane uh in florida last year and i had no ac uh, and I was like eight white claws deep, and I was like, "Now's the time to throw on Elvis." With did you start like doing the voice? Like ninety six degrees in the house, and I'm just like drunk off my ass and watching Elvis, and it was great. It was a fantastic mm-hmm. time that I'll never forget. And I watched it on a laptop. Um, oh, wow. it, the way that the way that it was intended to be screened. <laughs> I saw it in Dolby. It was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. The final the final category is recaging and re robin couch. Where are Nicolas Cage and Robin Williams in this movie? 
uh, Rob Williams is a, a toy salesman at Hammer Schlimmer, and <laughs> Nicolas Cage is um, his weird coworker. Yes, at uh, the his office, who uh, is really creepy, but then encourages him to leave. That that is dead on. That's almost exactly what I was gonna say. The cage one is perfect. The Robin one, I think that there's a little bit of a couple different options for Robin in this movie. I think that you could throw in Robin uh, as another offensive Polynesian man. That's what I I hate. That <laughs> oh, that's the first percent. place that I thought because boy oh boy does Robin like to do voices. Late. Robin yeah. loved to do uh, our boy. Rest in peace to the king. Uh, loved to do some very questionable voices. Yeah, and he would have been like, "Don't worry, guys, I got the accent down. Like, no notes. I, I, I got this." <laughs> Six <laughs> years like, before Robin the birdcage, so it was like a pre. It would have been like a pre-reunion for the birdcage mm-hmm. for him and Nathan. Oh, that's Lane. true. Yeah, they would have yeah. been vibing. Um. Yeah. All right. Uh, what were you gonna do, throw out another one, Hunter? Oh no! I was just saying, I love that. I was gonna say my Nick Cage one was going to be uh, his his boss at the office, but oh, we're still we're boss. thinking in the same true, true. same energy here. Yeah, put Cage in that gray boss has more lines for sure. Yeah, yeah. The coworkers just kind of there. It's like a coworker uh, who boss like rides just like, the motorcycle. I know he's good at the job, but can he do the job? <laughs> Joe's I, like I know a, he, I know he can get the job. Joe's intimidated by him. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. A special bonus category just for Sean. Uh, what's the seltzer that's the, the tie-in seltzer for Joe versus the volcano? Oh, I hate to say it, but those uh uh the folks on the island, they they like orange soda. Is that is that correct? Is that, yeah, was that, that what is it was? true? Mm-hmm. You thinking like an orange and cream polar yeah, it's or something? Be like orange lava seltzer. Yes. Yeah. I will not enjoy that seltzer. As someone who I'm drinking uh, currently a raspberry bubbly, actually, uh, as we're closing out this. It's a good one. Um, I'm trying to make myself like bubbly more because I I think eventually I'm going to get a soda stream. And bubbly has never been my go-to, but bubbly has the monopoly on soda streams as their seltzer provider. So I have to make myself like them. Is it the Uh, Michael Buble branded bubbly? (laughs) It's the bubbly. Um. Really, I mostly only like the raspberry and the grapefruit bubbles. Uh, I'm not a big fan of orange seltzers. A mm. lot of times, I find them too strong, too too overpowering. I like like an orange uh, vanilla. It's very good. Um, but yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I hate to say it, that's what the seltzer for this movie would have been. It's true. All right, we can wrap it up there. We did it. We jumped into the volcano and we survived. So thank you all for being with us. Thank you for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, like, and comment. Let us know your thoughts on Joe versus the Volcano. Check out WeBottomMike.net. Get every episode in your inbox. Join the Discord. Thank you, patrons, for supporting this episode. Thank you, Run P, for sponsoring this episode. Patreon.com slash WeBottomMike if you want to join the Patreon. Five bucks a month. Next week, it's back to cruise with um a few good men and we're gonna start sprinkling in some new releases some fall new releases we got a little mini uh killers of the flower moon podcast coming at you um and we're gonna try to do priscilla and the killer 
Um, so keeping the wheels on on the series while also uh, sprinkling in some new releases. So stick around for that. Sean, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. We really appreciate it. We had a great time. Thanks for selecting this movie. Any last thoughts on the movie, on Tom Hanks? And please plug the Seltzer cast and everything else you got going on. Yeah. So the Seltzer cast is on hiatus at the moment. Will it come back? We will see. It, it, it probably will at some point. Who knows? But, you know, we have a great backlog of episodes. Please, please check it out. Uh, if you like carbonated beverages for the Seltzer cast, uh, we're available wherever podcasts are available. But uh, more importantly than that, I, I want all of your listeners to uh, stream Wild Mountain Time. Uh, <laughs> also, check out The Burbs. It's a really good movie. So, yeah. Awesome. What is Wild Mountain Time streaming on? Uh, uh, to... I don't know. I, I rented it and paid money for it at the time when it came out. <laughs> well, I think I'm not paying those, money for this. It was so one of those that pandemic. Right wasn't it one of those pandemic? Yeah, exactly. Pieces? It was a 2020 movie. It's on Hulu. Oh, okay. There you go. Stream it on Hulu. Well, thank you so much, man. Uh, we'll hope to have you on again soon. And yeah, stick around. Keep it, uh, keep it Joey, keep it volcano-y. Um, and if you're stuck in a shitty office job that you don't like, take the chance, take the leap. You might meet three other Meg Ryans out there. You never know. Thanks for listening. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.